Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there, thanks so much for joining me on this edition of The Shalene Show, which, dude, you are going to freaking love. Now, we're going to talk about supplements today. So, before we go there, let me say this. This is not an episode about whether or not you should be taking supplements and which supplements to take. This is an episode all about how to know if the supplements, the meal replacements, the protein shakes, the bars, the this, the that, that you are taking, does it actually contain what it says it contains? And does it contain a bunch of other things that we don't want in our bodies? And how do we know? You'll learn that and more in today's episode. My interview today is with the founder of Labdoor, Neil Thanandar. Labdoor is an independent company that actually tests supplements. They find out whether products really have in them what they claim to have in them, and they also identify any harmful ingredients and contaminants that might be present in those things that we're taking because you know that supplements are not regulated. Basically, your neighbor can put sawdust in a capsule and tell you that it's going to heal your diabetes as a food supplement. And there's nobody regulating that. So it's really up to us, the consumers, which is great, except that most of us aren't scientists. Most of us don't have the ability to test what it is we're taking. We have to rely on the claims and the companies that we trust. That's why I love Labdoor. They actually grade and rank those products. They write the reports. You can actually click, go deeper, and read the reports, and then they publish that information for free. They put the power in the hands of the consumer. And yo, you know I am all about that. I need you to get your hand ready and put it like right underneath your chin, okay? Because your jaw is going to drop in this episode. I also need to make a little plea with you. Now, you know how much I love my Amazon. I freaking love Amazon. But I'm going to urge you, before you even listen to a word of this interview, to stop buying any supplements on Amazon. It's just the wrong place to do it. Well, I'll let all of that unfold in this interview. Please enjoy and stay tuned to the very end because I've got some exciting news for you there. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be fun. We have Neil Thanadar here, who is with Labdoor. But I wanted to share with people kind of how I found out about Labdoor. I bought a magnesium supplement on Amazon. It had like, I think, probably 5,000 five stars. And I'm like, oh, this has got to be like the best one. So I bought this magnesium supplement. I took two pills it's magnesium for Pete's sake. I've taken magnesium a million times. I was so deathly ill. I could not even believe how sick I got and was shocked to find out that, you know, in, in searching, right? Like I started like, okay, what, what's the deal? What did I just take? Why can't I trust an Amazon supplement review? And I somehow late night ended up on like a Reddit forum where people were talking about you and your service, Labdoor. And that's where I was like, this, this is what I need to bring to my audience, the ability to know for ourselves. So with my own experience in figuring out that it's kind of my responsibility not to trust sometimes paid reviews, how is it that you found an interest in this area of science? And what exactly do you do at Labdoor? Sure. So first of all, Labdoor uh, tests supplements. And so really my background was I, I ran a testing lab before. And our customers were supplement companies, cosmetics companies, pharmaceutical companies, and we would do their quality control. And we would find that there was this huge difference between the best products on the market and the worst products on the market. There's some people who do all of their own testing, their own manufacturing. They check the ingredients. They check all the way through the supply chain. And they're spending hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on quality control every year. Mm -hmm. And then there's other companies that literally just buy this from one place online and then just resell it on mm -hmm. Amazon. Yeah. And that's a really dangerous place to be because you don't have any idea which one of those is which. And in many cases, that second group, that the group that's cheating on their products is often also cheating on their reviews. Mm, yeah. Well, how is that even freaking legal? There's just no regulation, and Amazon really hasn't been policing it as much as they maybe could. Neil, do you think I should start a petition? Uh, you should You should really work on, I think user reviews especially have to be honest, otherwise 
we have to start finding places like Labdoor where you can do scientific reviews instead. I am so, I am such a frequent buyer at Amazon. I should really be on their board of directors. I really should have a, a say at the table. So this is going to be a hot issue for me because I'm not even joking. Like I don't leave my house. My life revolves around whatever I can buy in the next five minutes from Amazon. But the whole reviews thing has really turned me off. And I think it's dangerous, frankly. Well, and also when you talked about magnesium, there's just so many things that regular everyday person won't know, right? So magnesium comes in all of these different forms. And so there's magnesium citrate, but also many other forms that are less bioavailable. And you can't tell that by taking the pill. You'd actually have to go into a chemistry lab and figure out what type of molecule this really is. Uh, And so there's certain things that really only lab work can actually figure out. Would it be fair to summarize what you do at Labdoor as kind of taking products, whether it's supplements, meal replacements, um, products that we consume, and reverse engineering what's actually in them? Yes. So we're looking at the active ingredients and breaking down how much of each of the active ingredients there are. We're also looking at the type of active ingredient. So in a magnesium, there could be an 80% bioavailable form versus a 20% bioavailable form. Uh, and so th- you, that all factors into our testing and our grading system where we can actually make one of those products four times better than the other. When you say active ingredients, can you define that for us? Yes. So in a magnesium product, it's as simple as the magnesium itself. And then we've also looked at multivitamins where there might be 20, 30, 40 active ingredients in one pill. And we actually have to go in and look at all of those ingredients, or as many as possible, and do the measurements to figure out which ones are accurate based on their labels and which ones aren't. Do you ever test a product and find out that there are active ingredients that are not labeled? So we've looked at that in the past. The especially dangerous ones are in the workout supplements mm-hmm. when there could potentially be amphetamines. And so we look more carefully, especially in products that have been caught with amphetamines in the past, we'll start testing them, especially for those ingredients. Like the pre-workout energy drinks, is that what you mean? Yes. And so some of it is just those pre-workouts have proprietary blends. So they might not even tell you what the active ingredients are. So in that case, where it says proprietary blend, you as a consumer doesn't know what that means. Does Labdoor know what that means? So we'll look at, so we know for a pre-workout, for example, we'll go and check caffeine no matter what, because almost every pre-workout has caffeine in it. Mm -hmm. And so we'll find that, and sometimes it has caffeine in two or three or four different sources. And so if the label says guarana and caffeine and another thing, you might actually have multiple sources of that caffeine. And then what we do is we can actually test the total amount in the product itself. And so we know what it's like as a finished product. It, have you found anything shocking or stunning or that the consumer would be surprised to find out? Oh, absolutely. So probiotics is one of the hardest active ingredients to get right because the active ingredients are living. And so... Yeah. So they die. And so in many cases, in some cases, manufacturers are worried that the products are going to die. And so they put 20 times as much probiotics as what they claim on the label, expecting some of them to die along the way. And then in other cases, we've found the product has had all of the probiotics are dead by the time we buy it. Oh, man. And so it's that huge range, zero to 20 times what is on the label. What is the difference between, I see some probiotics have to be refrigerated and some don't? You know, it seems like to keep something alive, wouldn't it need to be refrigerated? So there are different formulations that can survive at different temperatures. So at room temperature, a lot of probiotics die 5% per month. Hmm. Uh, And so then in that case, they can put in 50% or 100% more than the label and expect it to go bad over a one or two year period. Wow, that's shocking. So what we're doing is we're not testing it. So even if the manufacturer is making the claim when they manufacture, we're actually buying it directly off shelves, just like you are. We're Mm -hmm. buying it on Amazon, just like you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so what we're testing is the product that you actually would potentially buy. Well, let's talk about buying things off of Amazon. I I personally have seen my own products sold on Amazon, which are not manufactured or distributed uh, to Amazon. So they're they're fakes, they're phony. So how, how, do you, how does Labdoor know that what you're buying, say, on Amazon and not directly from the supplier hasn't been tampered with or isn't, is, there's authenticity there? So we're looking at, at lot numbers and expiration dates. We can actually check with the manufacturers on the lot numbers and expiration dates. Oh, man, I love it. But we don't want to buy the products from the manufacturer because we want to make sure that there's that independence. And so there's that careful balance between both 
Uh, and what we also will do is we'll save extra sample of that product. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if there ever was a case where a manufacturer wanted to see our data or they wanted to challenge the results, we would have an extra sample. And so in some cases, uh, we can have actually caught counterfeits during that process and alerted the company, hey, there's counterfeits on Amazon, you should check out that. But other than that, once we check that lot number, then we use that data. Neil, I have to tell you, that's one of the things I kind of love about you is that you really want this to be a conversation, not like the tattletale on supplement companies, but like a conversation. Like, And, and it's really open and it seems like it's two-way and you're trying to get the supplement companies to be involved with you as much as the consumers. And, and um, I really appreciate that approach. Thank you. We love the idea of that competition where the best company can actually get the most sales. And so if we can be that connection where we're, we're actually where the competition happens, mm. we'll, we'll actually motivate companies to get better and better over time. Well, let's talk about how someone, once they visit your site, they're looking at how you rank a particular product. Um, and I believe there, for, and I don't have the site up in front of me at the moment, but if I recall, there are five categories. It was label accuracy, uh, I want to say product purity. We have purity, we have nutrition, we are talking about our ingredients, our purity, and we're also looking at the, the efficacy, the active ingredients. And so those are our five components. So it was label accuracy, purity, nutritional value? Yes, ingredient safety, and projected efficacy. Projected efficacy, okay. So label accuracy, that seems pretty straightforward, although I want to go back to that one in a second. Purity seems pretty straightforward. Nutritional value, that one seems tricky to me because if I recall when I was looking at products, you're ranking not how how nutritional, <laughs> is that a word? How nutritious the product is in your estimation, but you're looking at the value as uh, as compared to uh, daily values. Is that correct? Yeah, so in a nutrition value, in this case, we we're looking at the macronutrients mostly. So in a probiotic, for example, there's almost nothing. There's no fat, sugar, carbs. So there's nothing that will really affect your nutritional value in that sense. Mm -hmm. And so most of those products will get almost a 10 out of 10 mm -hmm. in that category. The categories where it will actually matter is like the pre-workout where there's some products that have 50 grams of sugar per serving. Mm -hmm. And that's when you'll – or in a protein powder where – that nutritional value is looking at the saturated fat content, the sugar content, things like that. For somebody who's not at all concerned with, uh, say, the amount of fat in something, and they're trying to eat low protein, low carbohydrates, again, that daily value is based on, on whose recommendation? RDA? So, yeah, those are RDA's okay. daily values. And right. we're looking at, and then we can start looking at, obviously, the saturated fat being worse than unsaturated fat and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I think that one's, you know, open to interpretation, which I, I love also that you give people the ability to kind of filter their results. And, and so I want to, because I know people are going to get super excited and we're going to crash your site. <laughs> we're going to yeah. send so much traffic there. But I want people to recognize that you've got to really use this site to its full capabilities. And it's got a lot of really cool tools on there. Um, the first of which is you see how things are ranked and then you're able to filter things further because that ranking might not be the the ultimate answer for you. So can you share with us how people might be able to filter a result? Sure, so first we use two different rankings. So we have our quality rankings and our value rankings. And so there are two number one products in each category based on the overall quality and the quality per dollar. Like so one product might rank very high in quality and not as high in value. Is that correct? Correct. And that's when, for example, our, our total score is out of 100 points. And so sometimes there's a case where a product is number one is a 92 and a product that's number two is a 91. But the number one product is two or three or four times as expensive. Mm. Uh, and so usually that's when it'll go over to the value ranking. Got it. And so those are our first, those are our first two. And then we're finding other, other ways where something is not, your, your number one is different than someone else's number one. And so if you are a diabetic, like my parents are, they filter the protein rankings by sugar free. And so it almost, it just automatically pulls like more than half the products in the rankings out and only shows you the ones that are sugar free. How about like say gluten or vegan? So we have, we have vegan rankings. We have uh, soy filters. We 
are now even in probiotics, you can filter by the specific strains and genera. So mm -hmm. if you wanted to only have a lactobacillus based mm -hmm. probiotic, you could make sure that the product you're buying has that strain. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. When I'm looking at rankings, how many of those will appear? I'm seeing number one through 20, one through 25, one through 50. So in each category, it's different. So we usually will start with 20, 25 products per category. Uh, and then over the years, we people will actually request for more products to be added. And so I think probiotics is up to 37, but some categories are much larger. So obviously there are, you know, 200 meal replacement shakes on the market. And I'm looking at a ranking of, say, 20 or 25 of them. How do you select the, those products that you are testing? So we used a, a few online bestseller lists, and that was how we picked the top 20. And in most categories, then after that, and so meal replacement is one of our more recent categories. Uh, and so over the next year, we'll actually be collecting feedback on what people want to add to that. Mm. And so this is, uh, for, especially on social media with Labdoor, the number one way we use it is just people telling us what they want us to test next. So definitely at Labdoor, Facebook, Twitter, if there's a product you want us to add to the rankings, definitely tell us that and we'll add it to our list. Is there a place on your website where people can go and give you that feedback? There is a form at the, at the bottom of our website as well. So whichever way you tell us, we'll add that to our list. And we're always counting those votes to decide what we should be adding to our rankings. In other words, if there is a product that is not on your list, that is, does not speak to its, its value or its rank, it just means you haven't tested it. Correct. Okay. So there's nothing to be like, oh, it didn't even make the top 20 list. It just means you haven't tested it. That's all. Yeah, we have to come back. And so that's why we always we always call them our top 10 lists, actually. And then there's just like it's a, every list is a lot longer than that at this point. Mm -hmm. And and we want to keep adding. And so we, we look at those those social media tweets and things as votes for what we should test next. Mm, I love that. OK, let's talk about label accuracy. So a couple of the products that I looked at that I take, you know, because that's the first thing you do. You go on the site, you're like, oh. I've got to figure out if I've been spending my money wisely. So you, you immediately enter in a few of the products that you're taking. And one of them scored relatively low on uh, label accuracy. And being curious, I clicked on the full report, which I love that you guys do that. That's so cool. It's amazing. And, and if I recall, like the site's completely free. It is. But people need to make a donation. If you, mm, they, no. they, they really should. I'm telling people, like, if you want to, if you go there and you're using this and it's valuable to you, it costs, it costs you guys a lot of money to do what you're doing. The research and development is, is really a beautiful tool for the consumer to have. And I think we have an obligation if we, if we want this kind of thing, um, we need to support it with our dollars. And what we really looked at with our business is we want people to be able to uh, one, to be able to shop through us. And so it's all free because you're going to be doing your research and you haven't made a decision yet. Uh, and so if you buy products through Labdoor's site, we get a commission. So that helps support Labdoor. Uh, and then the next thing we're really working on this year is a membership program where we'll actually be able to, and I'd love to share that with your, uh, with your listeners as well, is that awesome. uh, is, is really to have this membership program where we can start to get to know you more. We can personalize the rankings to you. And so that's mm. really... The next year, year or two, we're really focused on how do we take those rankings, which have a few filters to personalize, and how do we make it much more personalized? Uh, and that's what we'll work on a membership program. With. So that's not currently available, is that correct? No, it will be coming out in the next month or two. Wow, and so, that's awesome. So, so yeah, so we're very excited about that. That's really the, the level two of Labdoor is to start making it about you. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we're going to get back to commissions in just a second because I want to talk about that. But um, label accuracy. So I'm looking up one of the products that I take and I see it's got a pretty low ranking on label accuracy. I have the ability, thank you, uh, to read the full report. And, I, and what I read is that in most instances, the product actually fared better than what the label said. So in other words, it had lower fat than what it reported. It had less sodium that was on than was on the label. Like in a lot of categories, I, I felt like they underrepresented themselves on the label, but they got a ding for each one of those because it was an inaccuracy, even though in my mind, it was an inaccuracy in the favor of the consumer, meaning like it's actually a better product than what it says on its label. So, you know, for me, like, how, how do you handle that? Like, is there? So there's actually separate. Uh, so we'll actually penalize products for label actually more severely if it's negative for the consumer. So there's there's two different ways. One is 
for something like fat, if, if it has less fat than it's claimed, the nutrition value will get better. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also missing high is actually worse than missing low on a on something like fat, and vice versa with an active ingredient. So in a, in a magnesium product, we would penalize a label accuracy if it was low more than if it was high, uh, because they're cheating you out of kind of out of what you paid for. Got it. Just don't look at things at face value. You've done the research. You've, you know, reverse engineered these products and you provide the reports there so people can look further to find out how that ranking matches up with what it is they're looking for. Another thing I, I see a lot of is products that contain, um, especially in California, even my coffee recently, I went to order my coffee and it came with a, a, props, a California Prop 65 label. And a couple of the other products I noticed have a Prop 65 lead warning. So what can you tell us about California standards and what should we as a consumer be aware of when it comes to lead being contained in or, or other heavy metals in some of the products that we consume? So yeah, so there's really lab burst testing and the California Prop 65 testing are separate. So the Prop 65 testing out here, uh, it's triggered usually by by lawyers or by activists. So it companies have to be selected by these targets to actually be tested. And so oh. because of that, not every product is tested every year or all the time. Well, that's really interesting. So just because someone's been labeled doesn't make their competitor uh, lead-free or contaminant-free. It just simply means that they've showed up on someone's radar and been tested. Correct. And actually, it even means that it's like the product failed in the past. And so they're labeling the current product, but it was a past product that failed. Wait a second. So if a product has been reformulated, um, th that label stays with the product indefinitely? Well, they, there's usually the Prop 65, if you, if you in this, a Prop 65 settlement, they usually, they'll stay a number of years. So like this product will have to have a label for the next two years or the wow. next three years. And so the, even if they reformulate to get the lead out, it has that label on there. Uh, and so it's, it's, a, it's a lagging indicator, right? It's not about the product that you're buying. Okay. And so that's what Labdoor does is we actually do heavy metal testing, not okay. just lead, but also arsenic, cadmium. And then we can actually do the calculations in our rankings. And that's really the purity score of figuring out what, how, many, how much heavy metals are actually in the product that we bought. In other words, if I receive a product that comes with a Prop 65 notification in it, I don't know for sure if that, re, if that product hasn't been reformulated. If, however, I go to Labdoor and I'm looking at the date at which you last tested that product and it has failed a test, then I, what I do know is that that label isn't there simply because of a two-year settlement, that the contents or uh, metal contaminants are still present. Yes, and so that's why you'd want to look at our purity score itself. So mm. the product's purity score matters a lot more than even, like, we have to follow Prop 65 law. So even if a product failed two years ago, we have to put that label on there, even if, and so sometimes people ask us, hey, so there's a Prop 65 label on, on some on a review, but then it has a good purity score. What's what's up? And that's and that's the case that we just talked about. Is the 2016 version or the 2017 version is clean, but they still have that label on there from 2015 or 16. So this is a great way for the consumer to really know with certainty. Well, with as much certainty as we can place in the hands of the lab that's doing the testing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons why we we went and bought an ICPMS, a machine that specifically tests heavy metals. Uh, and so we want to have the machine in-house so that we can test more often because lots change, products change. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be on top of that as much as possible. And so that's one of the big things that we're doing. We did this year. We went and bought some, some of the key equipment so that we could control that. Hey, it's me interrupting my own show. Listen, I just wanted to take this opportunity to let you know if you find this stuff really fascinating and you wish some of these interviews were longer or there were more of your questions answered, I've got to encourage you to join me in my next test group. You can do so by going to dietbetatest.com. You'll get on the list and you'll be first to know the next time we open up another test group. What is it all about? It's about this kind of stuff, like what the heck is going on with our metabolism and the food that we're eating and probiotics and prebiotics and our gut health and why is it some people seem to be weight loss resistant? been trying everything and doing everything right, but the scale seems to be working against you. 
your body some days feels like the enemy. Well, I want to encourage you to not be discouraged, to know that it's not you. It's that we've been trying to apply one diet or one way of thinking to everyone, and we're all so uniquely individual. We need our own individual diet plan. I want to help you to develop yours like the 15,000 other people who have gone through this process and developed a diet that works for them, finally breaking that weight loss resistance plateau. So join me by going to dietbetatest.com. And now back to the show. Have there been instances where your reports have influenced the production or reformulation of products? We have, and actually, it was a magnesium category was one of them that we noticed. A couple different companies came to us, and we found our initial magnesium score had more than 30% of the products had uh, heavy metal contamination. Mm. And when we see that, what it usually means is that actually many of the companies are using the same supplier, oh. right? Because there's not that many suppliers of magnesium in the world, uh, and, and there's some, some popular ones. And so if their supply is contaminated, then that goes to a significant part of the market. And so what we found was just mag- one company after another just kept coming to us and finding the same problem. And so when they, what a couple of them did was they actually went and fought their ingredient suppliers. I think one fired their ingredient suppliers, another one got them to change the ingredients. And then they were able to make new products. Those products were retested by LabDoor. They went up in the rankings. Uh, and so and that's exactly where LabDoor, can, that competition can push people to get better. I love that. So a company can actually come to Labdoor and, you know, because their products are being sourced from perhaps a variety of suppliers, they can come to Labdoor and can they commission you to test their products for them independently? So, so now that now they can do that. So now that we have our own equipment, we are, we have our Labdoor testing services. And so the same quality control that we do for ourselves, other companies can come in and use our, our lab for that same purpose. And so what we want companies to do is look at their entire supply chain. So if they are buying an ingredient from someone else, they're actually a consumer, right? They become a consumer when they buy magnesium as a raw ingredient, and then they just they resell that. And before they resell it, as a customer, they should be making sure that they're buying something that's pure. Uh, and Labor can help them do that, so that by the time it becomes a finished product, they're much more certain that the product is clean. Wow, that is amazing. I mean, it, it just, it really keeps people honest. Absolutely. And it's, it's the more, I think one of the biggest things that Labrador does, even more than the testing, is how we talk to people about the testing. So if, if we just did the testing but no one heard about it, that wouldn't necessarily keep the company's eyes. We have to really be that place where millions of people are relying on our results uh, in order to make a decision on what to buy. And if millions of people are changing their mind based on what's pure, then people will make pure products. Speaking of that, it, when we're talking about affiliate sales on your site, which, by the way, I'm going to encourage people to not buy products, um, supplements in particular, from Amazon until they clean up their act. But for those people who are looking to, to know more about what it is they're consuming and the efficacy and how the things rank, they, they should go to Labdoor, and that's where you should be buying your supplements. Having said that, you are making a commission. So how do you avoid the conflict or controversy that um, you know, your rankings may be biased because of that? So we tell every company to stock their products with us. And we get, in most cases, we're not even working with the companies directly. We're working with a third-party distributor. So there's like two or three or four distributors that cover most of the supplement market, and they have standard margins, and we work with them. Uh, and so really... All, all through, we, there's no real correlation. We, we can cover as many products uh, as possible. Uh, and so it doesn't matter whether you buy the first product or the 50th product, uh, we, we're going to make the same base commission. What we want to be able to do is really help you make bigger decisions. So not just one product, but if we can actually talk to you about what your needs are, we want to be able to, to tell you, hey, maybe don't take a multivitamin. And so we might lose a commission on the multivitamin, but we might say, instead, take vitamin D and magnesium. And so we'll make money there. Uh, and so one of the kind of the key things for us is we might, we don't, we don't want to make that one sale. If we're just a place where you make one purchase uh, and you leave and you don't, and you get mad at us, that that's a really bad experience and we're going to lose you as a customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we want to do is we want to help you get to the best products as much as possible, because if you do that, then you'll actually keep taking the products. 
Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest things I've noticed in the supplement industry is people keep trying to make that first sale. It's just like, let's just try to just decide to sell someone something uh, instead of saying, well, if we just wait and instead of selling them five or six things, if we only sell them the two or three that actually work, uh, then they're much more likely to stick with the program. Uh, and so you might get, you might sell two or three products for years instead of six products one time. Mm. Um, because you rank you know, your products from in terms of value and quality, right? Yes. And we look at value. You might rank a product that's like really inexpensive, like the cheapest product happens to be number one. I think that speaks to the fact that you're, you know, you're just offering an affiliate code for anyone who's willing to have their product on the site, you know, because otherwise, in every instance, the one that ranked the highest would be the most expensive one. But I've, I've seen like some really, really inexpensive, like, you know, $40 supplement compared to a, a $8 supplement and the $8 supplement ranks higher in terms of value. There's certain categories where the cheapest product, I think the brand chain amino acids, that category where literally the cheapest product in the category is number one. Wow. And so it is, there's zero correlation overall site wide between price and the quality rankings. And that really speaks to uh, there's just no because there's no visibility or transparency for the customer. Brands are basically picking whatever price they want. And the, it, the price is much more attached to who the endorser is, what's, what the label looks like, what the brand name is, instead of what's inside of that bottle. And so we've always been talking about if we can just help people make decisions based on what's inside the bottle instead of what's outside the bottle. Uh, we'll just we'll have healthier people, and we'll also have smarter decision makers. Do you ever have companies that come to you and say or challenge your findings? And if so, how do you handle that? Yeah, so we have a, a challenge process, and so it's almost like it's like a football. So if, if they have their results and and they have their independent testing, they bring it to us. And if there's a dispute, then we'll retest. And if the score gets better, uh, we pay for the test. Uh, if the score gets worse, they pay for the test. Okay, so they would come to you and they'd say, okay, he here's our independent lab scores, or here's our lab scores, I shouldn't say independent, here's our lab scores, and you'll take a look at them, and they can, ch they can you will then say, well, we'll take it to an independent lab and... Yep, so we'll take it to a third lab, and okay. if, the, if the results get better, we pay for it, uh, and if the results get worse or stay the same, the company has to pay for it. How often does it happen, out of curiosity? Uh, it's just a few times a year. Hmm. Do you find that there are certain companies that just, regardless of the category, perhaps they produce a variety of supplements, they just, they tend to be higher quality and more trustworthy in all categories? It's never like that. Really? We've even found really? products where, we, we found products where like the first eight or nine in a row were an A and then the 10th the one was a D. No way. Because sometimes it's just like it's the magnesium supply is contaminated or right. It's just like it's based, it's ingredient by ingredient. Mm. And so just because you've got your one company does, you might have 10 or 20 or 50 suppliers and you don't know which product is correlated with which uh, supplier. And so for us, we really tell people not to look at the brand. That's just one more thing that's outside of the bottle. Uh, and they really kind of we really focus on what's inside the bottle. I work with a integrative medical doctor and. I've seen a couple of doctors who are integrative medical doctors, and they tend to carry products that I don't see on on Labdoor. They're really expensive. Um, is there a certain category that you just don't test because there's an efficacy that's assumed? No, that's actually just something we need to expand into. So those are I we talked about our initial list is usually made from online bestsellers, okay. and those companies. They're, um, they try to call them like pharmaceutical-grade supplements, but really yeah. the difference is that they're sold through doctors or through clinics instead of sold online directly to consumer. So what is pharmaceutical-grade supplements? What does that actually mean? Is that a legit term? Is that regulated? No, that's not regulated at all. It really just means you're promising to keep, to keep your facilities to the same standard that pharmaceutical companies keep, but that really doesn't mean anything. It has much more to do with testing the ingredients themselves. And so what we want, we will be doing in the next year is expanding into some of these products because that's the, one of the biggest requests we get is, hey, my, my doctor is telling me to take this, but it's four times as expensive as the totally. number one thing on Labdoor. Dude, Can totally. I just switch? And so we need to be able to make that comparison. Yeah. Can a private individual come to you and pay for <laughs> testing of a product? Ooh, yes, but it gets expensive. So it costs <laughs> close to $1,000 per product to test. How much? 
close to a thousand dollars per product. But you know, if you think about it, like if you look at some of the things that you're in spending a lot of money on per month, year after year, and if a group of people were to get together and, and do that, that just makes sense. No, absolutely. If you had a group, if you had a group of people who wanted to test something and you came up with the money, we'll happily test it for you. And that really... Why don't you do that? Like have a page where there's like, you raise funding for particular supplements where it's like crowdsourced. I, we want to, especially for things that we can't, cannot sell directly. And so the biggest one yeah. I want to do is, is dog food. So I don't oh, think we can yeah. sell dog food. It's probably going to be hard. Have you seen the, uh, the documentary Pet Fooled? No, but uh, one of our researchers talked about it this week, and so Dude. we definitely, it's on my list. It's so good. <laughs> we have to. I, that's a big one for me. I have two dogs, and I, I always worry about that. And you buy that in such bulk. You buy that 100 pounds or 50 pounds at a time. And it's just like, there's no heavy metals testing being done. Oh, it's so there's awesome. not even, the protein's not even being tested. Yeah, yeah. Well, that movie will change your mind but it's it's got its sad moments too but it's it's a great movie i i felt you know we've got a 15 here we are so i don't know how we started talking about dogs but we have a 15 year old black lab who's just like a stud and i swear it's he doesn't have all of those chronic diseases that dogs big dogs usually have at this age i mean he's losing his hearing but other than that he's a puppy and i swear <laughs> it's because we've we've really fed him according to how an animal in the wild would eat and they're they're just not eating brown rice and corn and salmon you know some of these things that were like oh that sounds so delicious to a human <laughs> sure that i'd love to do it and so having having labdorf for dogs would be uh it's a big big goal of mine for the next year or two i would love it if you guys crowdsourced funding you know or had crowdsourced funding available for just a variety of products and we could just see it click up and tick up that'd be fun i know we'll All work right. out all right, cool. There's so much confusion when it comes to labeling and so much distrust and marketing just seems to get louder and louder, not just in the area of supplements, but in food, right? Like now we're seeing all these labels that say non-GMO or vegan or gluten-free and we hear horror stories that companies aren't regulating, that aren't being regulated, so therefore we're buying products that actually are not vegan or are not gluten-free or do contain GMOs. Is there any... Um, Anything on the horizon where you might get into testing food? Yes. So we've looked at it, and I think it has a lot of the same principles. So meal replacements, uh, we even started testing like chocolate, like dark and light chocolate for heavy metals. So we're starting to dip our toe into... Do you need individual testers of chocolate? Because I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> that was our, our big thing in the, in the office is we bought so much chocolate, and there were a lot of brands <laughs> that we didn't end up testing, and so those end up getting eaten at the office. <laughs> Okay, so you're testing chocolate, and what about food? So it will. We want to be able to test, and I think dog food is a, is a classic example. But I think we'd want to be able to do pesticide testing on on fruits and vegetables. We'd want to be able to do. Mm. I think a lot of meats. I think was is the biggest one. I would love to do yes. nitrate nitrite testing in processed meat. I think that's one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest things that we don't think about in food is like hot dogs or just like bratwurst or anything that's. Uh, salami or pepperoni, anything that's that processed meat, it can very easily have those those chemicals in them that are can be much worse than we. I think we look at heavy metals, we look at those processed ingredients as some of the the biggest things that affect sup, both supplements and food. Mm -hmm. And we have to get those out of our food system. And the only way to do that is to uh, to really highlight companies that spend more money to not have those ingredients. It's just a matter of how fast can you expand Labdoor? We need to be testing as quickly as possible. I've always thought about that. There's a thousand products on our site, but there's 50,000 products in a oh Walgreens. gosh. Right? And we want to be able to test cosmetics the same way. We want to be able to test Dude. your deodorant or your shampoo should be tested the same way. And anything that's in or on your body, anything that affects your health should be tested this way. Uh, and it's just a matter of we have to be able to test as quickly as possible. Are you um, raising VC capital? So we, one, we, yes, we've already raised $7 million over the last five years. Uh, and then we will be looking over the next year or two to really start expanding our lab. And so we're looking at probably our first bigger round uh, that will actually happen in the next year. That's awesome. Well, I'm totally standing behind you. I just think this is the coolest thing. And I, I love what you're doing. Can you share with us some of the categories where it, it's just astonishing how poor 
the market is in terms of their labeling and um, honesty and integrity? So one of the biggest ones we found was Garcinia Cambogia. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, that one's got lots of ratings on Amazon. So that's a that's like a weight loss um, herb or supplement, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's two, two very interesting things we found. So one, we found that more than half the products did not have the active ingredient. Like didn't it, have like, any, as in it, zero? It had either zero or much less than half of what was claimed. So there no was like products way. that claimed a thousand and had twelve. No milligrams. way. Yeah, that's like criminal. It's crazy. And the what ends up happening is it's any random brand on on Amazon. Where you can just you can start selling almost instantly. And so we found that. And then the other thing we found was that multiple companies were actually selling like the same counterfeit with different names. And so you even saw like the counterfeits had the same lot number but different brands on them. What, okay. So what do you mean by that? So they might, they're actually buying these fake pills from the same place and just putting different labels on them. Oh, I see. So how do you police that? I mean, how do, or who is policing that? No one, right? No one is. So it, it, all it comes down to is if we ha- it happens to get on an online bestseller list, that, that triggers our alert and then we go and we test. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. It's really so ridiculous. Is it like this in other countries? There's what's actually even when we talk to people in other countries, it's actually even worse in many other countries. Mm. And so okay. other countries, uh, if you look at Latin America or Asia, actually, there's a when they travel to America, they actually stock up on supplements in America because the market here is even better than the market is there. And so that's, I think, over like 40% of our traffic is international uh, and is growing too. And I think that's, we'll expect to see, especially Asia and Latin America, probably be two of our biggest markets eventually, even more than the U.S., because there's even more of a need. Dude, did you pick the right field to go into or what? Oh, absolutely. There's so much work <laughs> to be done in supplements. and How do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> we work through the night uh, sometimes, and I, I wanted to really get, uh, because there's so many categories that we want to test. I want yeah. to test cosmetics. I think there's so oh. many different areas where heavy metal testing needs to be done, and we those labels that you talked about, those marketing materials, it doesn't necessarily matter if something's organic or not, or a gym or not. It's the ingredients that are actually in that product. So are there heavy metals or not? Are there pesticides or not? Are there nitrates or not? Those are the things that actually matter and affect your health. And those are the things that are not labeled. And so I think there's this... Yeah, it's scary. Complete disconnect between what the information you need to make decision and the information that's available to you. And so we're trying to break that wherever possible. Yeah, you know, when I think about cosmetics and lotions and shampoos and hair products, etc., you know, it, it's almost too overwhelming. It's almost upsetting. It's like I, I need to focus right now on what I'm putting in my body. And once I feel like I've got a good handle on safe, reliable sources for that, then I, this is honestly my own natural, my own honest approach to this is like, then I'm going to start looking at, because I just can't do them both. It's just, it's overwhelming. I'm just going to give up and not live, you know, like, just lotions and shampoos and cosmetics and things I'm putting like on my eyelid right now. I have no idea what's in it. I just need to look pretty. I just need my lashes to stay in place. But eventually I'm going to have to know. And it's scary to think about. We'll get there as soon as possible. And I think that one of the big things is that that fatigue of being a consumer. When you go out and you have people making a million different marketing messages to you. And a lot of it's meant to confuse you. Yes. Right? And so you have to have... We want Labor to be a place where we make it easy to make a smart decision. And so you, we want to surface all that information so that you have as little of that pain and fear when you're shopping as possible. And so you can go as cleanly and as smoothly to buying something. And so what that'll often mean is we'll often tell you not to buy something. But in the times when we do tell you to buy something, it'll be so easy to make that decision that overall, we'll actually have a really good business, even if we tell you not to buy a bunch of stuff. Well, and, and to, to clarify, you don't really tell people not to buy something, but meaning based on by showing them the report, they make a hopefully a well-informed decision? Correct. And, it, we, and we've seen people buy products all the way at the end of the list. And, mm-hmm. you, and usually that's when uh, it's a really famous brand name or something, and people are really stuck to their brand name. And even mm-hmm. if it does poorly, they still go through lab and still buy it from us, which we appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we... I think what we'll want to do is just keep testing, keep testing and showing that information. And it, and it might change people's minds over a long run. I happen to teach 
marketing. I teach a lot of um, online entrepreneurs, people how to create passive income. Because of my background in fitness, I tend to attract a wide variety, you know, from doctors and lawyers and farmers and you name it. But there also tend to be a lot of people in the fitness industry, which then means I have a lot of folks who are in multi-level marketing organizations that, um, you know, and there's a lot of them and they offer meal replacements and shakes and supplements, etc. I notice that many of them are on your list, not, not all of them, right? So if someone's not on there, we've already clarified that doesn't mean that they don't rank. It just means they haven't been tested. And then there are some on there that I see you don't offer a link to be able to buy those products. Is that because those are um, MLMs and is that a decision or is that a, a position of those companies? That's the company's decision. So mm-hmm. in 100% of the case, we are open to stocking the product mm-hmm. if, if they're open to, to stocking it with us. And so mm-hmm. we're looking at ways to... To, to start working with companies, potentially putting a tested by Labor sticker on their products, whatever way we can actually reach out and, yeah. and make it so that they want to work with us, uh, we'd love to do it because I think there's, I mean, even in any sort of MLM system, it's it's a trust-based sale. Yeah. People are trusting you to make a decision and they're trusting Labor to make a decision in a very similar way. And so we would love to be a part of it and, and we're open to it if, if they're open to it. The number one... Um supplement that I feel like are on the rise are, of course, pre and probiotics, which we've addressed. And then the other one I keep hearing about now are exogenous ketones. Is that on your list of supplements to test? It'll be, it'll probably be a year uh, away. I think the next, the next big things we're testing are actually nootropics. So we're looking Mm. at a lot of, a lot of brain boosting supplements. I think we have four or five different categories of Mm. nootropics coming out. So those, I think those are actually going to be five different rankings. Uh, and so that'll be our big push for the next few months. And then we're looking at uh, early next year for there to be some weight loss products. And so that's the, that's going to be our next big push. What would fall under weight loss products? So any any thermogenics, uh, fat burners, mm-hmm. and then potentially oh. things, uh, uh, ingredients like, and we've already tested a number of ingredients. That, I mean, even Garcinia is kind of in the weight loss category. We've tested pre-workouts, which a lot of people use for weight loss. Uh, but we want to get deeper into the those true kind of fat burners that even like I would love to test the stuff that's at the gas station. You know those pills, right next to <laughs> those little bottles. Five Hour Energy. It's crazy, and we've tested Five Hour Energy, but we haven't tested all the little random brands and the random pills that you can buy. And those are the I, they, there has to be something that we can find in those products too. Why do they sell so much? So many male enhancement boosters at the gas station. What's going on there? I have no idea, but that actually is one of our most popular requests. And so really? sometime in the next year or two, we'll have to test that as well. We, we used to test that in our, in our old testing lab. One of the big worries when people were buying the, quote, natural mm-hmm. uh, enhancement products were that they just weren't natural. They had, like, Viagra in them or something. And so we would go in and test the products. And sure enough, you'd find uh, what was claimed to be an herbal extract had, like, Viagra sprayed into it or something. Really? Uh, so they're mixing pharmaceuticals into supplements. Yes, and so that is something that we would have, it, it requires us to go a lot deeper into our testing than we normally do. So in like most supplements, we're only testing for the active ingredients that are on the label. Mm. Uh, but in cases like where there's gonna be drugs or pharmaceuticals, we have to specially look for that. And so that's one reason why we might wait a little bit longer to test certain categories. Wow. And it just drives me crazy that none of this stuff is regulated, although, you know, I don't know that our government's any more trustworthy when it comes to that. But, you know, we, if people go to, to school to become pharmacists, specifically, we worry about dangerous drug interactions, right? How do we know what supplement interactions are perhaps dangerous or even deadly? So that's something that we do not work on right now. So we're only looking at the individual products in our rankings. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we've thought a lot about what our membership program ought to be able to do mm-hmm. is if we knew what you were taking, not just your supplements, but your pharmaceuticals and your food, and we, even your like your diet and your exercise. If I knew your activity levels, I could make a better recommendation to you. If I knew how often you're out in the sun, I could make a better recommendation for you. And mm-hmm. so those little, those little pieces of information, we'll have to find a way to personalize that to every every individual and beyond that i think we'll want to find ways to 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 look at what else you're taking and make sure you they we stop it because for example with probiotics one of the big issues is 
are you already taking something for IBS? And if you're taking a pharmaceutical and you take a probiotic, it, the probiotic can actually increase your metabolism and actually push that pharmaceutical to work too hard. And so that's one of the things that you have to watch out for. And we wouldn't know unless we asked you ahead of time. Having said that, with the, everything that you're testing, even though you're giving a ranking and there's efficacy that we can look at, you're, you're not making any claims as to whether, in fact, these things work. You know, even with probiotics, I mean, you're, you're, you're taking a look at what's in it and what they're, how they're labeling and et cetera. But that's, you're not doing studies on, okay, do probiotics actually heal the gut? Correct. So what we're looking at is the relative quality of these products. And so a product that has more active ingredient will rank higher in efficacy. But there's many t places, and probiotics is the perfect example for this, where we haven't studied every combination of different forms, uh, and we haven't tested them in every type of person. Mm -hmm. And so often, the best recommendation for a probiotic is just to take it for a month or two and see mm -hmm. if it changes your symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so that's often what you need to do is you just need to try a few probiotics until you find one that works for you. And so at least what Labrador does is helps you take it from 30 or 40 or 50 products to two, three, four to try. Mm -hmm. But you're not actually testing for any, any product, whether it's probiotic or, or uh, fat loss or any of these things. You're not testing the product as it relates to the claim they're making. No. So we're not, we, one of the things that we've been really careful of is we, we haven't been able to connect that to to what's on the bottle. So if, so if someone is lying about w the weight loss that this product would, would provide, mm -hmm. we're not necessarily checking that part of sure. the label. I mean, how could you? What, well, yeah, because we're not, we don't have, we're not testing this on people. And so yeah. that's a, a really big one for us. We've always thought about ways to, now that we have a pretty big audience of people who use our site every month, if we could actually start surveying them, asking them questions and using that data. And that's kind of a, a further down the road, but we want to be able to, to collect that data. It's just something that, at least for now, it is still up to the customer to really carefully, one, watch themselves, two, talk to their doctor before they take something, especially if it is going to double up on the same symptom. Uh, that's an extra reason to talk to your doctor. Uh, and there's just still work that a customer has to do before they buy something. You're the coolest company on the planet. I was wondering if I could come and work there for like a week. Come over. We're in South San Francisco. I'm super fun, and I'm sure I can find like a pink lab coat. Oh, we haven't. I've never seen a pink lab coat. I'm going to find one. Bring one over. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're, you're you're located where, Neil? South San South San Francisco. Okay. Well, be on the lookout for a crazy blonde in a pink lab coat because I I need to work there. I think you guys are the bomb. I love what you're doing. I'm going to encourage all of my listeners to. Go check out the site. Don't just check it out. Make an investment. You're going you're gonna to spend a lot of time there. Um, you'll spend more time there than you do when you're searching for something on Pinterest. It's fascinating. The information is um, it's deep. So don't, don't just look at a ranking. Like Use all the available tools that are there on the site. Make a donation. Buy your supplements there. Stop buying on Amazon. I know you can't believe you're hearing that from me, but it's my plea. Stop buying supplements on Amazon. And um, Neil... Thank you so much for what you do. You are um, you're going to do some amazing things in the next couple of years. I can't wait to see what happens at Labdoor. Thank you so much, and thank you for telling people about Labdoor. Well, how about that? Pretty amazing, right? Like, I just bet that you, if you haven't already, you've already looked up Labdoor.com, and you'll spend some time there looking up some of your supplements. I just want to remind everyone that not everyone needs to take a supplement. It is my position that you should test for most things to figure out if you're deficient and if in fact you actually need a supplement because almost everything that we need, we should be able to get from our food sources. I'd never taken any supplements really to speak of until this year and I didn't start taking supplements until I had done a nutritional panel to figure out where I was deficient. So many of the supplements that I started taking this year, I've been doing so in an effort to heal my gut and because I knew I was eating those things but they weren't being absorbed into my body and my body needs them, I started supplementing and I don't like taking supplements. I don't like taking a pill. I don't want to take the supplements that I'm taking and I it is my hope that I'll keep testing my nutritional panel to figure out what, in fact, I no longer need to take. And a big part of that for me starts with gut healing. Because if 
no matter how well I'm eating, if my body's not absorbing those things because I'm dealing with leaky gut, I have no, really no choice but to take those supplements. So if I want to stop loading up with a handful of pills every morning, it's up to me to follow all the protocol necessary to heal my gut. And I've done countless episodes on those. I, of course, encourage you to tune into those. But in the meantime, if you are taking supplements and you do care about the money you spend and what it is you're putting in your body, I encourage you to spend some time on Labdoor. And if you have the opportunity to purchase your supplements, do so in a way that supports what they're doing over there. Lastly, I kind of wasn't kidding about creating a petition for people to sign to get Amazon to crack down on these terrible reviews. And I shouldn't say terrible reviews, they're excellent reviews. If you look at just about any supplement, and for that matter, a lot of other products on Amazon, like most of us, I look at the reviews to make a decision on whether I want to purchase something. And Amazon has just flooded their reviews with bogus reviews that are five-star that people have been given a product in exchange for their review. There's no way to figure out if something actually works. It's It's got to change, and I hope that Amazon will take this more seriously. But before I create a petition, is that something you think we should do? Is that something I should bother with? I don't know. Am I crazy? I just feel like I send a lot of people over to Amazon, and I don't like the thought that people could be bamboozled into buying things that are garbage, that are junk, and perhaps even dangerous. So let me know what you think. Jump on my social media, whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, wherever you hang out, and leave me a message. Use hashtag Labdoor so I know that you were listening to this episode. And let me know what you think about creating an Amazon petition. Or should I just mind my own business? And until we get a chance to spend some time together again soon, don't forget, you are thebomb.com. This episode is brought to you by Smart Life Push Journal. Write that down, smartlifepushjournal.com. It's a system I created over five years ago, which to date has helped over a half a million people accomplish their goals, become more productive, healthier, and happier in the process. It revolves around the push goal principles. Now, if you don't know what a push goal is, no problem. The Smart Life Push Journal will actually walk you through the process of finding yours, creating it, and then accomplishing that goal and all the others on your list in less than 90 days. I've taught this system for countless years, and while it works for anyone who does it, it was difficult to help people develop the habit of just creating a push goal and then accomplishing two to three 10-minute tasks each day around their push goal. Like, that seems like common sense, and and you know that if you just do a few things each day towards your big goals that they're going to happen, but how do we make that a habit? Well, my 90-day goal-setting system revolves around a physical journal that turns that concept into a habit. Now, if you're looking for one of those really fancy, pretty journals that, you know, has your whole year, plus your electricity bill, plus all of your birthday cards, and it's so big and so cumbersome, you can barely carry it around. This is not your journal. I've designed this journal because I was a journal junkie. I went through hundreds of journals. I tried to create my own. I played with apps. But after looking at the neuroscience behind physically writing out these tasks, after spending so much time trying to figure out complicated day tracking journal systems and realizing I was spending more time putting on fancy borders and tapes and colors, it just dawned on me, my whole purpose is about simplicity. Like, let's make things simple. Fewer decisions, fewer distractions, a lightweight, easy to carry with you, portable journal. It's a 90-day goal-setting system where you'll set goals to accomplish in the next 90 days, and then you pluck away at them 30 days at a time. So you don't carry around with you a journal that holds a year's worth of information or even 90 days. You carry around 30 days at a time. And that's important because in my study and in working with hundreds of thousands of people just like you, I found that things come up that change your goals, that change your direction. Life throws you curveballs, and you need that fluidity. At the same time, you need accountability. It's like walking around with a life coach in your bag, in your purse, in your hand. You'll always have it with you. That was key. 
Because if you don't have it with you, then your goals, your dreams, and the tasks that you need to accomplish in order to master your goals are out of sight, out of mind. It's simple. It's fast. It does two things. It helps you track your health and fitness, which also includes your diet and nutrition, your sleep, all things that make you better, healthier, and it helps you track your day, your life. So you intertwine both business and personal. This is for the stay-at-home mom. This is for the entrepreneur, the network marketer. This is for the college student. This is for the person whose dreams are so big, they don't have time to turn their day planner into another cumbersome, huge, overwhelming project. It's simple, and it also includes a complete video series that teaches you how to use a journal. Because if you're like me, I don't like to read instructions. But how you use this journal is what makes it so amazing. I hope you'll check it out and learn more by going to smartlifepushjournal.com.